This is 365 Tech by Suites. Today is Monday, December 18th, 2017. Today we're going to talk about Amazon Web Service, otherwise known as AWS, and their cloud computing platform. The AWS Cloud is a group of tools and services that allow you to do stuff such as infrastructure, computing power, storage, networking and databases, and they're all on demand, available in seconds, and they're pay-as-you-go. This changes the scheme from the old model in the early 2000s and 90s and even earlier where you had to store and house all of your data on site. Now in the cloud computing and serverless era, we're able to not have to worry about any of those and have other companies store this data for us and then we just pay for it as we need it. On demand, small time, microservice. Amazon Web Service started offering its tools and services in 2006 and now they've got 90 different services which seems like a lot to me like you don't need to actually have that many Google has a nice map of the breakdown of comparison and services between the Google Cloud Platform and AWS they've got everything you'd need compute network storage both in object block cold and file storage databases big data and analytics application services management services I get that Amazon has a ton of services to match the needs of their niche developers and to match being being the largest provider of cloud services they need to be able to meet the demands of all of their enterprise large and small scale needs 90 just seems like a ton I feel like you can condense a lot of that into smaller into more key and core services because 90 just makes it so that I don't know where to start if I'm trying to build an application on AWS I, I, I wouldn't uh, I know how to use s3 and that's just about it, and Lambda, because I know how to do cloud cloud serverless functions. But what, how would I get started with this? If anyone else knows, call in, but I feel like they can condense the services to make it easier for new developers to come onto their platform, and right now it's just a little overwhelming. I thought this was kind of cool, so I'm going to share it. In AWS's white paper, where they outline the overview of all the services, they have the six advantages of cloud computing. And the first one is trade capital expenses for variable expenses. Two, benefit from massive economies of scale. Three, stop guessing about capacity because nobody wants to do that. Four, increase speed and agility. Five, stop spending money running and maintaining data centers. Yeah, that sounds really dumb to me. I don't have a lot of money as a college kid. I don't want to spend it. And six, go global in minutes. That sounds cool too because I don't know how to go global. So if AWS can help with that, I'd love it. Pricing for AWS's services is dependent on something called RIs, reserved instances. And what those are, they're discount coupons based off of the contract you sign with AWS at the beginning. Depending on whether you make a one or three year commitment, you'll get discounts on some of the charges that you'll get up to 40-60% depending on the term and amount of RIs. Sounds pretty complicated to me. I like Google's, again, because Google automatically applies their discount to you. Theirs is called the sustained usage discount. And the more you use a function and the more computing you do, the less you pay. And it's just applied automatically. So as a developer or as a CEO, you don't need to think about it. Whereas with AWS, you're rewarded for planning more and for giving AWS a heads up of saying, hey, this is how much computing power we plan on spending. Google doesn't offer that incentive. Despite that, the pricing is approximately the same, but will depend on how much of how much RIs you get, 
whether you need a solid state drive or not, and the number of how often you're computing information. Hey Patrick, it's Sunny, host of Sunny Commutes podcast. I just listened to your cloud computing episode. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very concise. Now I know that you asked about other platforms that you could check out. You probably know about this one, but this is one that I use. Uh, it's called DigitalOcean, and they don't offer as many options or services like AWS or Google, but I think that's probably the benefit. I know that you've mentioned how AWS is kind of daunting, doesn't look very fun. DigitalOcean, I feel like, is the opposite because it's so simple. You just spin up a server, uh, which is very cheap. The cheapest one they have is five bucks for a 512 meg RAM server. Uh, but you just spin up a server. They have different services on top, like adding block storage or uh, load balancing. But you know, pretty much just gets you going. And a lot of big services do use DigitalOcean. So check that out and let me know what you think. Hey, so I just wanted to add in a couple of other services that I use to complement DigitalOcean because they don't offer as many features like AWS or Google Cloud. And uh, the first one is Backblaze. It's essentially like Amazon S3 where you can store any type of file. Uh, for the most part, you'll use it to store user assets, uh, but you can also do backups. And you can set up a CDN with it and I do that with Cloudflare. Cloudflare kind of just sits on top of your website and it helps you manage DNS, uh, gives you some uh, CDN uh, capabilities, and also gives you a lot of security features like handling DDoS attacks. So those are two services that I just pretty much always use when I'm making a software as a service or just a simple website. So check those out as well and let me know what you think. All right. Thank you so much for calling in, Sonny. Bunch of great resources in there. I am going to be doing more episodes on those in the future. Thanks for everybody who calls in, and catch you tomorrow.